everyone. Thanks for joining the podcast today. Um, I, today, I got my first returning guest, Nick McElvain. Nick, you're the first repeat guest in my podcast, so congratulations. That's kind of a big deal. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. I had no idea I was the first repeat guest, so I must be doing something right. So uh, thank you, Imran. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I guess it helps that we talk uh, all the time um, and <laughs> everything. So, yeah, true. Definitely. All right. So, uh, you know, the topic today is going to be focused completely on Employee Central, right? You <laughs> live and breathe Employee Central every day, Nick. You talk to customers every day. You talk to partners. You talk to our internal experts. You know, it's a huge part of, of what you do. I know you also focus on onboarding and other things, but, you know, EC is where your heart is, right? <laughs> that is true. EC is, is my heart. It's the heart of talent. It's the heart of many things. <laughs> I know, I know. All right. So my audience is actually pretty familiar with Success Factor. I think most people probably are uh, familiar with Employee Central, but you know what? Give me your, your quick overview of it, Nick. Okay, so I'll do a very concise overview of what Employee Central is. And, and I'm going to try to do it. Uh, my first thing is well, I'll do it in one sentence. How about that? A single okay. sentence. What is Employee Central? Then I'll elaborate a little. But my, my single wait, sentence. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. The best core HR system on the planet. Right? Is that is that it? Uh, no. Okay, that's good. I, I think <laughs> Imran. That was good. <laughs> um, so that's good. Um, all right. So all right, here, here's my one. Here's my one sentence. Uh, but what you said is true. My one sentence. All right. So Employee Central uh, is designed to be the system of record for employee data and organizational entities. Period. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of my my single sentence. Um, now, I do want to talk about the fact that we we call the product Employee Central. But it is designed to handle total workforce management, which might include you know, contractors and contingent workers and seasonals and volunteers and retirees. It could be been lots of things. There are many different types of workers. But yeah, right. so on, on the employee side, Employee Central can do the entire life cycle, hire to retire and everything in between, and then handle some of the, the more complicated stuff like concurrent employment and global assignments and apprentices, things like that. Um, and then on the organizational side, yeah, EC is the system of record for organizational entities. So uh, you have positions and job classifications and salary structures and locations and departments and so forth. And we have some visualization tools for both the workforce and at the organizational level as well. So I can see how my uh, departments and cost centers roll up to one another. So we've got some great visualization tools at both the employee level and the organizational level. Yeah. And of course, it's the best HR system in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gotta add that <laughs> nugget in. So, you know, exactly. like uh, we talked earlier about that being, you know, kind of the core or the heart of things. Mm. And I know that's something that we talked about on the last podcast I had you on uh, was, you know, how Employee Central is is the the key to a lot of things, right? Because because it is that source of the data. Uh, not only do other systems like your onboarding and your recruiting feed that, uh, but then everywhere else gets that as uh, the, the source employee data, right? Now, I like that you talked about the contingent workforce and uh, the, the others that are because, you know, I think that's often something that people either forget about or consider kind of later in the project, for sure, too. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. Yeah, and we have, yeah, so... Yeah, so Employee Central, it really is the heart of, it's really the heart of everything because every organization needs an HR solution. Every organization needs to know, well, 
who are my people? And then every corporate system needs that data too. So Employee Central, it's the heart of our talent management suite, but it's also the heart of, of the SAP ecosystem as well. So if I if I have S Rahana, uh, I need HR data. If I have Concur or Reba or Fieldglass, you know, I need HR data. Every corporate system needs HR data, and that's what Employee Central does. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even from uh, my standpoint, right, I'm focused a, a lot on time and uh, payroll solutions. Well, you can't enter the time on, unless you know about who the uh, the employee is, and you can't pay them without uh, a lot of HR data, so, even right. from that standpoint, too. So, yeah. all right, let's, and let's you need to here. know, uh, just one more thing, like, not only do you need to know who they are, like, who the employee is, but also, like, who do they report to and what location are they in and what country and what union and like all that. So, and that stuff, like all of that data, it drives like the, the rules and the workflows and the approvals uh, and reports in other systems downstream. So HR touches everything. It's really important to have a great solid HR platform. For sure. For sure. And, you know, I, I know like uh, there's al always an aspiration for companies to have a single you know, if they're a global um, entity, then a global HRIS system. So I know sometimes, though, it's pretty overwhelming to do an entire HR project, right? For me, mm -hmm. I implemented uh, SAP on-premise, and so I still often talk to a lot of on-premise customers, and you know, there's a, a lot to it. There's a lot of reasons why a customer might pause or push or put that on hold, right? They might be going through an acquisition. They're actually pretty busy with the day-to-day -day operations, you know, their internal change management or politics or complications, right? And so this is not only true of big companies, you know, even when I talk to our mid-market customers or, or mm -hmm. prospects, right, they, they tend to have less dedicated resources on the IT side and HR side. And that also usually means smaller budgets for the, these projects, right? So how can companies um, think about that differently? Or, you know, is there a way to, for them to start mm -hmm. their HR journey, um, you know, without, uh, I guess, necessarily a huge, big global transformation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so so yeah, so I agree with that. I, I think I think every organization aspires to have one single uh, HRAS that covers all workers in all countries around the world. I think that's what every every organization aspires to that. Um, but a lot of them, they're not there yet. <laughs> so there's a lot of organizations that have, whether they've grown organically or they've gone through acquisitions, uh, a lot of organizations have multiple HRISs and that has, uh, and there's a lot of just challenges in, uh, in, in a situation like that. Um, and all those organizations, they would like to get to one global HRIS that covers everybody, but they don't have the, the budget or the political will or, or the bandwidth to, 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 to make that jump. Um, but they don't have to. And that's really what I wanted to talk about today is that it doesn't have to, to implement Employee Central it, globally, it, it doesn't have to be a big bang, rip and replace kind of a project. It could be, and some customers go down that route, but it doesn't have to be. You don't have to start there. You can start small and just kind of focus on where the pain is and eventually get to that desired end state of having one HRIS that covers all workers, all countries, all legal entities. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's jump into that a little bit more. So like, give me some real examples of that, mm. right? Because, yeah, of course, everyone wants the, the global uh, platform because you want to be able to get mm. 
a singular headcount report easily, right? I mean, that's one of the goals of I know exactly how many people I have uh, and then across those legal entities and things. And so, you know, sometimes that might even seem unachievable. So if I hear you right, what you're saying is, okay, maybe we can kind of start this project in different ways. So give me some of that um, specifics of that. What are different ways that you see EC being implemented that you've seen actually with like some of our customers? Uh, sure. Yeah, can do. All right. So, so let's, let's let's take Acme Industries as an example. So a fictional organization. They've got uh, yeah, 10,000 employees. They're in 30 countries um, and they're and they're trying to figure out their HR strategy. So it could be in, in that organization. Uh, they they're U.S. centric. Yeah, they started in the U.S. and then they went global. So they've got 10,000 employees. 7,000 of them are in the U.S. and the other 3,000 are scattered uh, around the world in 29 of the countries. Um, so in that case, uh, they have maybe they have a, a good HR solution in the home country, you know, where they started in the U.S. But uh, outside the U.S., they just have whatever local solution exists, and they've got 30 different HRSs. Um, and maybe there's no uh, there's no desire to do something new in the U.S. because maybe whatever they're doing in the U.S. is okay and it's fine. But the pain is the other is that they've got 30 HRSs and every other country does its own thing. And that in, in that environment, what they could do is they could leave the U.S. alone and just implement EC in the 29 other countries. So they could just keep whatever they've got in the home country and implement EC elsewhere. So in that case for active industry, instead of having 30 different HRSs, at the end of the day, they have two. They've got one for the US because it's okay, things are fine in the US, the pain was outside the US. So we can solve for that. Um, and they go from 30 HRSs to two HRSs. And then whenever the time is right, they can migrate the US into that, into that global uh, EC instance. Okay. That's that's not an uncommon scenario. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, what are some other the, the use cases? Sure. Yeah. There's there's a there's a, yeah, there's quite a few different ways that Employee Central could be used uh, as as a journey. You know, again, uh, to solve for uh, specific pain points. So, all right. So I'll continue that that same example. So Acme Industries, uh, there you know, ten thousand employees, thirty countries, uh, and maybe they have. They've got a, a pretty good HR system in the U.S. And for those 29, uh, for those 29 um, other countries, um, maybe they have, uh, maybe what they do is maybe they have, all right, so in that example, maybe what they've done is they have implemented whatever legacy HRAs they have for all the countries where they have more than 500 employees. So maybe in that case, the U.S. The U.S. is in that instance, and maybe three or four or five other larger countries at Acme Industries are in their global HRS. But for the whatever 25 countries that have less than 500 people, those countries are doing their own thing, and probably with a local payroll provider. Um, so in that case, uh, what they could do is leave the countries with uh, you know with with more than 500 employees in whatever they've got today because that's not the pain point. The pain point are all the little countries that have 500 employees, 300 employees, 50 employees. That's where the pain is. So maybe they start there and just implement Employee Central where they have, it's the long tail, you know, where they have less than 500 employees or less than 300 employees or whatever makes sense. So that could be another 
approach. Just focus on idea. Is the idea there? I mean, you know, when you really think about like smaller um, companies, a lot of times, you know, when you first start out, you don't really have a HR system of record in many cases, right? You just have, you know, manage your day-to-day operations and things like that. And so if that's the case in many different places, then I think what could make sense, because, you know, it's also to some degree hard to get business uh, business case justification for implementing the HRIS in uh, just a few small countries. But if you kind of group that up, then there, there's a case to be made of, hey, we have these different um, countries and people in it, and let's go ahead and, and implement this HRIS. And I think there's value to be had even from, from that standpoint of, of having one for all those other places, but even, you know, in terms of feeding all the, the payroll country versions that you have and different things like that too. Right. No, exactly. No, I think that, I think that makes a, a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, um, you know, I, I know another one that I'm just thinking about is for you know, maybe certain parts of the organization, right, based upon what they might already be doing today. Is that another one that you think? Yeah, yeah. And actually, you know, one more thought on the smaller countries, too. So one thing that I've seen in my career, uh, in my career in, in HR systems is that a lot of legacy or older HR solutions, it's just not cost effective to implement in the small countries. And that's why it never happens. But with Employee Central, we're agile and nimble and to move into a new country, it's not a big deal. So that's why EC is actually good at tackling that long tail of, uh, of lots of countries with small user populations. Um, all right, so but getting to the next issue uh, is organizations, an organization that has multiple HRSs, it, it may be, so if, so back to Acme Industries. So maybe they have for whatever reason, you know, five or six or seven different HRSs across the organization. Maybe it's a regional thing. Uh, in that example, it could be that some of the HRS instances are, they're doing okay. You know, maybe they're fairly new, they're fairly modern, and, and it's okay. And maybe in that example, let's say Acme has seven different HRSs, and uh, four of them are fairly new and modern, not much of a problem. But three of them, maybe it's maybe it's a legacy on-premise thing, um, and that's the pain point. And now they're budgeting for you know they've got to do an upgrade, and it's going to be a, a big project to upgrade some older technology. So it, in that case, you know if uh, if they have uh, some modern HRSs for some part in some parts of the organization, leave those alone. But if there are other HRSs that are their end of life. Uh, or there's a costly upgrade that they're trying to plan for. All right, well, take those older HRSs where the pain is, move those to Employee Central. And then the other ones that are okay, take your time. You know, when it's right for the organization, they can move to Employee Central as well. So it could be used just uh, just for the parts of the organization that have, you know, older, outdated uh, HR technology, specifically, you know, if there's, if it's being sunsetted, you know, or if there's a, a costly upgrade. Uh, that's uh, that's on the horizon. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And, you know, like I think what I'm hearing uh, across these different examples is uh, areas of need or areas of pain point of uh, where it might make sense to, to do this. And I have to also imagine, right, people usually get to a place where they have multiple HR systems um, through things like acquisitions over time mm-hmm. right, by mm-hmm. companies 
companies or you know different things like that you have you know different ventures that you, you go in or you expand to different regions and you try to you know, move very agilely and uh agilely i don't think that's a word but you try to move uh, with agility and, mm. and uh, so then you end up with this hodgepodge of different uh systems so you know i imagine that's a, another use case where it might make sense too but i think the common denominator is that you don't have a central hris and, and there's a pain point somewhere right all right well let me let, let's elaborate on that so the first kind of example that i that i talked about you know acme industries done 30 countries and they, they grew organically so they had you know, they they opened up in japan they opened up in south africa whatever it is uh and they just went with some local hr payroll provider um but then it, it couldn't scale and, and they've got their challenges but the other one is uh, Imran, what you just mentioned is maybe Acme Industries. Maybe they didn't grow organically. Maybe they've been acquiring companies to feed their, their global expansion. And those acquired companies, they have their own legacy HRAS. So it could, so it might be based on acquisitions, you know, or, or joint ventures uh, as well, um, subsidiaries that that are running their own solution. So it, so that, so it could be that kind of a thing where like where the main, maybe the corporate parent uh has has an hres but the, the but the pain point and the challenge is with an acquired company or a jv uh, and so what you can do is move those to employee central um and then and then later on when it makes sense consolidate on employee central when the timing is right so yeah that's another way that that this plays out okay yeah that makes sense um and you know i also think if that's the case and you're looking at uh the ultimate goal of a, a global hrs sometimes people might not want to make that big investment of you know a company-wide transformation right because there's always especially now you have to get the the business justification the the roi that type of stuff so i think in many ways what you're talking about also could be a, a proof of concept all right uh, across the organization yeah. of hey we want to roll this out globally and i, I would hope that that's the mindset you have of ultimately getting to one uh, hr system of record but you know um, i think proving it out for hey just this acquired company that we have on a burning platform or whatever the use case that you kind of mentioned that could also be a proof of concept toward um, a more broader justification is that um, do you agree oh absolutely yeah, starting uh, starting small, you know, and solving for a particular pain, whether it be a country or an acquisition, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, I mean, it's going to use it as a pilot. It's a proof point. If it can work here, it can work elsewhere. So it'll it'll lower your upfront costs for sure um, and lower your overall risk and serve as as uh, as proof that Employee Central will solve your needs. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, and that makes sense. I mean, I think you covered quite a bit of use cases, right? You have, you know, doing doing it by different countries, especially if that's how your HR operations are kind of uh, laid out, right? I think some of it depends upon that. We talked about, you know, parts of the org that might have different systems. Then we talked about where you might be in a situation where you've acquired companies, and so you're you're dealing with different legacy tech. Uh, so I think that covers quite a bit of use cases. Any other ones that you might have? <laughs> well, I, there's one outlier. So all the ones we've discussed, those are the that's the norm. Those are things that I see happen all the time. And there is one more use case, which is a, it's a little odd 
that I've only seen it a few times, uh, mm -hmm. but but it has been used. And that's where uh, an organization, they have whatever they've got for HR today is is good enough. It, it's not a pain point. It's not a challenge. Um, but the challenge might be around the t the total workforce. It's it's the contractors and and the contingent workers that the HR team doesn't have visibility into. So I have seen in a couple of cases where a customer implements Employee Central, not for their employees, but only for their contractors. Just because Ooh. the HR team wants to see them, like who are they? Where are they? They they want that visibility. So yeah, so at SAP we have you know Fieldglass, which is the system to you know, procure contractors and pay them and invoicing, and that's really the, the system that drives that. But Employee Central can visualize those contractors, so you got you can see who they are, um, and you can see who they report to, and you got them the head, you got the the reports and the metrics. Um, so I have seen again, it's not the norm, but I have seen on a few occasions customers start with contractors, which is a little unusual, but Hey, but you you asked if there's anything else. That's, <laughs> well, that's the last one I can think with, of. With that one, I would imagine that it has to be uh, someone whose existing HR platform just can't really handle contractors for one reason or another. Because you know, like I think yeah. the obvious use case is if it could, they would just put them in that that system, uh, or, or I would imagine so at least. Yeah, I think yeah, it's probably that whatever system they have can't do it. You know, or uh, maybe for you know, risk or legal reasons, they they really want them in two separate systems, but the HR team still wants access. Um, yeah, a, a bit unusual, but hey, I, I thought in this podcast you know, because I'm the first, I'm your first repeat guest. You know, I wanted to add some value and talk about some <laughs> of the, the stranger use cases that I've seen. I like the off the wall stuff. Oh, yeah, it's cool. And you know, I'm, uh, you obviously know this well, but you know, we just had the press release go out for Employee Central over 6,000 customers. Mm -hmm. You know, quite a big deal. And you know, in within that, I guarantee we have a lot of different customers doing a, a lot of different things. So you know, I think it was a good discussion about you don't have to necessarily start a big global project and there are use cases where you can you know start a little bit smaller hopefully always with the intention of moving to uh, one global platform right because that's really where the value is and then you you simplify a lot of co the complications that that uh, can occur right cross company hiring and you know all those different things um, that uh, you want one single platform for Absolutely. If you have more than one HR system, you've got challenges. <laughs> so every organization wants to get to one because that 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 solves that reduces a lot of complexities and solves a lot of problems. But you don't have to start there. That's the end state. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be where you begin. You can start small. Focus on the pain. All right. Sounds good. Well, you know what? I'm going to give you a wild card question, Nick. Give me your earliest memories of Employee Central. Oh, oh, that that is that is dangerous um, <laughs> because I uh, uh, okay, so I'll, hmm, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I all caught right, you off guard so, there, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did, all right, you, you got me by surprise. That's a wild card. All right, I'm I'm gonna go way back uh, to before Employee Central even existed. Um, okay. So this this is going back to God, what was it 2008 or 2009? Um, I was asked to. Uh, to talk to Lars Delgard, our, our CEO at the time, uh, mm -hmm. to talk to him and make a pitch about, hey, we're a talent management vendor. Wouldn't it be great if we also had a core HR solution? So I was asked to to, to make a pitch to Lars to say, hey, ah. 
we should build out a core HR solution to round out our talent suite. And, you know, core HR, I mean, that is the core of the system that drives everything. And we should we should build that product. Uh, and much to, much to my surprise, Lars said, yeah, we're going to do this. Hmm. Well, yeah. that, that was interesting because, you know, I wasn't expecting that. I was <laughs> expecting, I don't know, you to talk about ah the first customer or this, but you actually went pre-inception <laughs> to pitching the business case to build Employee Central. Well done, Nick. I, I like I, that. Um, yeah, I, I got to keep you on your toes, Imran. I know. So you a, you surprised one. me with the question, so I wanted to surprise you with the answer. Ah, okay. Well, cool. All right. Um, I mean, can you can you just think about how far? You, I mean, it must be amazing. You know, I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in in that room. Uh, you know, transport back to time and just kind of hear that conversation. But uh, can you <laughs> tell me a little bit about you know the growth, the maturity, right? Going from pitching an idea to see it have 6,000 customers. So tell me a little bit about that. Uh, wow. I can just, well, I can say that it's been an, an honor and a privilege and in the ride of my life to help uh, launch a new global HRIS uh, with, uh, and then see it today with over 6,000 customers. So it's been, it's been an amazing and sometimes exhausting journey. Um, but yeah, so, so back, yeah, back to like 2009, 2010, 2011, yeah, it was it was hard. It was a challenge. I mean, the product had a lot of limitations uh, back then. It was a young product. Uh, we were um, aspiring to to become a global product, and we had some global capabilities too. But back then, it was you know finding uh, customers with with an early adopter mentality um, that were willing to partner with us to to build out uh, a new solution. Uh, so yes, yeah, so it was uh, finding those customers, building relationship. Uh, getting their buy-in, getting their support, and uh, and then you know, building out the product to make sure those first customers were successful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was exciting, for sure. All the way from that to now, you know, we were talking about doing transactions with uh, a jewel, <laughs> and artificial intelligence, and gosh, my goodness, how how far we've come, right? <laughs> Yes, it's amazing that we have uh, over 6,000 customers. So I'm, I'm waiting for the day, and I don't know when it's going to be, but I, I want the press. I think I'm going to have to frame it. But the, whenever we have the press release that says we have 10,000 customers, I'm going to frame that and put it on my wall. All right. Well, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later. All right, Nick. Well, you know, I caught you probably off guard with the last two questions, but appreciate <laughs> you joining me. Uh, always nice to hear your, your uh, expertise, and I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me back. And uh, maybe maybe it'll be a three-peat someday. Who knows? Yeah, maybe so. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.